Hello, 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 and welcome to Not By Bread Alone. Um, if this is your first time listening, thanks for clicking. And my name is Sophia. And as always, you can reach me through my Instagram at radphia, that is R-A-D-P-H-I-A. So today's episode is called 100%. And I was thinking back on a pivotal point in my life. It was back when I had just started dental assisting school. And at that time, my life was out of control. I felt lost and I was losing grip of being in control of my life. Things were happening that were completely out of my control. Um, some of you know the story. If not, go back and listen to previous podcasts that I've done. But this was a time, a very difficult time for Brad and I. We were financially broke. Um, and, you know, finally I just said that to myself and to God that I was done trying, struggling at being the pilot. And to be honest, it wasn't going well. I felt like I was doing a horrible job. And I knew that I needed to turn it over to God, to let him lead and be in control of my life. I told God I can't do my schooling without you, and I'm done trying to do life without you. And... That very day, I began listening to sermons and worship music on my commute to school. I was praying much more. I was actively seeking him and for time, time with making time with him and just building my relationship with God. I grew up in church, so, um, you know, I always prayed here and there, and I had always been a believer of Jesus Christ as my Savior and believed in God, but this time I was giving him control of my life and having him lead me into his will. And little by little, I saw my life transforming. And I was, you know, like I said, just started dental assisting school, so this was a big milestone in my life, and I was also soon to be Brad's wife, and what better time for a transformation to take place? So as I think back on this time in my life, it's important for me to say that there are two parts to this. Part one, choosing to believe in God for salvation. Believing that he sent Jesus, died on the cross, the whole shebang. Part two, choosing to have him to be at the center of everything in your life. Both are important. I think sometimes churches or other people sometimes push part one really hard, like, you know, get your salvation. But no one really wants to talk about part two. Part one is your first stepping stone, your first choice. Many people will gladly take part one, get your salvation taken care of. It's part two that can be harder for some. Giving God control of your life can be a scary spot for many. Trusting God takes time. 
learning to trust him can be scary, but you have to start somewhere. And maybe you're thinking, yeah, I started with salvation. And like I said, that's great, but what about your life? He wants you to enjoy this life, not just by, not just be living, but thriving. John 10.10 says, the thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I can honestly say that since that day of choosing to have God in control of my life and trusting him with everything, my life has become more abundant. Just the other night, I was looking at my sweet little girl and just seeing God's creation right before my eyes. And they are such a treasure, and I get to be their mom. The abundancy of being a mother, you know. Um, he's done so many wonderful things in my life, and I can vouch for him. He can be trusted. My life is proof, and I speak from experience. So let's do a little thing here. Um, let's say, or what I even do is I think of God as a parent, a father, but he's perfect. So he's the perfect parent. And none of us have experienced a perfect parent or a perfect person, an earthly parent, like your parents, because no people, no person is perfect. But some of us have all had wonderful parents. And on the flip side of that, unfortunately, some of us didn't have such great ones. But try to imagine a perfect parent. Or wherever your parents might have fallen short, imagine that, but yet God fills that place because he is perfect. And he is the perfect father with your best interest in mind. He wants you to trust him and develop your relationship with him. Let him show you he can be trusted. I use the parent example here because I'm a parent, and for those that might also be a parent, I just know how much I love my children and how you would do anything for your kids. And not that it's about getting things, but you also want to give your children you know, as silly as that Barbie that she really likes or that truck he really wants, God wants to do that in your life, too, because he's the perfect parent. God wants to shower you with love because he's the perfect father. He is love. God's love for you never changes. Even if you choose not to do any of what I'm talking about, he'll still love you. Romans 8:38, And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels or demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Nothing can separate you. From his love. 
his love for you doesn't change. You could think of it this way. Um, imagine a behavioral chart that you might have had in elementary school. Let's say that everyone starts the day at 100. And if you speak out of turn, your smiley face sticker gets moved down the chart to 90. And if you call your classmate a name, your smiley face gets down to 70. So you get the idea. Well, that is not how God's love works. He loves you always at 100. There is nothing that wavers his love. It will continuously be 100%. There is no thing you can do to get God to love you more or less. His love is always at 100%. And that is how we should love others. That is how you should love your child. Um, Like I said, we are not perfect people. So sometimes some of us might feel like, oh, I don't like that person anymore because they did whatever to me. And, oh, that person does that I don't like them anymore or you really hurt me I won't forgive you I won't like you anymore those are all imperfect things that are human um, flesh nature whereas God is perfect so I just want to make that point so he doesn't see things like you and I see things and he doesn't think like you and I he thinks of things you can never even think of he tells you that in the Bible so that's why I say he's the perfect parent and he has the best interest for you and he loves you even if you deny him. He will still be there saying, I still love you. And that is amazing because you can't really experience that with another human. There, We are just broken to an extent. So that's why having God is like the peace to the puzzle that makes you a complete picture, if you will. Um, I have found that the beauty of experiencing God's love is it will run over on me into my husband, my children, my family, the people I work with, the stranger I encounter in the store. And God wants my life to be his resume. How do I know he's real? My life is proof. How do I know he's powerful? Look at my life. It's not perfect, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm not where I was back when I said, God, take it over. I have come leaps and bounds from there. But I'm also not where I want to be. And none of it was accomplished by my doing, but all of God's. God has more for me, more for you, than we could ever imagine. It's time to let go and let God have full control and be led by Him. Let the God that loves you more than you love yourself be your lamp. All right, so let's wrap this up. Maybe you need to do part one. And part one would be accepting Jesus as your Savior. Or maybe you've done that 
and you're like, yeah, I could really work on my relationship with God. I'm at part two. Spend time with God. Talk with him. Ask for guidance. Seek him. How do I seek him? The Bible. Worship music. Praying. Um, church. Listen to sermons. You don't want to go to church? Get on YouTube and find a good preacher that is speaking truth and listen to them. I'm telling you, if you feed that desire, you will learn, you will develop your relationship with God. It's just like, it's almost like you get hungry for more. Um, But I do want to close with part one, and that is asking God to come into your heart. So you can repeat after me if this is something you would want to do, and then you can start part two. Um, So yeah, dear Lord, we ask that whoever is listening at this time, God, they need you in their life, Lord, and we know that you are standing with welcoming, open arms. We ask that you just cover this person, Lord, and whoever this is at this point, you can say, Father, please come into my heart. I believe that you sent Jesus here and he died for my sins and rose again that I may have everlasting life. Be my leader. You already are my father. Lead my life, Father. And I believe that you died on the cross and rose again for my salvation. In your name I pray. Amen. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, As always, go and let your light shine.